Welcome into the Fantasy Advantage Podcast. On today's episode, we'll do a week two deep dive, focusing on both season long and DFS, and we'll analyze whose performance in week one was a sign of things to come and whose was just a bad week. Welcome on in. You are listening to the Fantasy Advantage Podcast, hosted by my dad. All right, everybody. Week one is behind us, and we're on to week two. We wait so long for the season, and we're already on week two, but let's get right to it. So earlier this week, I gave a few of my favorite pickups at quarterback, wide receiver, and running back. So today I want to discuss a few guys that you may have on your team already, but maybe you have some questions about what they did in week one, or you have some difficult start-sit decisions. So let's go position by position. We'll start with quarterback. So quarterback, we'll start with Tom Brady. So while he's the GOAT, TB12, um, he didn't wow us in week one against the Cowboys. He he was 18 for 27, 212, one touchdown, one pick. Um, Obviously, the Cowboys lost Dak in that game, and it seemed like the Buccaneers just wanted to run Leonard Fournette the whole time. This week, they go up against the Saints, and their defense is legit. They've actually lost to the Bucs, have lost to the Saints four out of the last five games. Their only win was in the playoffs. And Marshawn Lattimore is a defensive back from the Saints from Ohio State, and he is incredible. He is really good against uh, big wide receivers. Last week, he kind of shut down Kyle Pitts, and him and Mike Evans have a lot of beef. They go back and forth. I wouldn't be surprised if there will be some personal foul penalties there. I just don't love Brady uh, this week. If you have a better matchup, I'd say play it. For instance, I might play Carson Wentz against the Lions or even Matt Ryan against the Jags. Kyler Murray. Kind of a subpar week for a guy you probably drafted in the fifth or sixth round. For those of you that have listened to this podcast over the offseason, Kyler was my most drafted player through about halfway through the best ball season. I I think I have about 50% Kyler and about 50% Jalen Hurts as my uh, quarterbacks there. But uh, Kyler just doesn't have very many healthy weapons. Obviously, Nuke is out and Hopkins, you know, Hopkins is out and now there's no Rondale Moore again. So Kyler went 22 for 34. 34 passes is a lot for him, but a lot of it in garbage time. He did throw two touchdowns. Again, garbage time. And he did run five times for 29 yards. So not great, but also not that bad. What is bad, however, is the Raiders defense. It is not good. So you saw the week before, um, they got torn up by the Chargers. and. The only the only person on the Raiders defense I think that is any good is their slot corner. I can't remember his name, but he uh, he's really good. He kind of dominates slot receivers. So it doesn't bother me as much with Marquise Brown because he kind of moves all over the place. Uh, I just don't know that I'd play any other receiver uh, besides Marquise Brown this week for the Cardinals. But Kyler Murray is a definite play for me. Go back to him with confidence. And last one real quick is Trey Lance. He had a rough week one. The weather was rough and his play was rough. I talked about him on the earlier episode this week. There is possible bad weather in the in the game that they have this weekend. So I would just pay attention to that. But I'd give Trey another week. Seattle's defense is below average. 
They're Seattle's on the road. I think Trey Lance will have 60 yards rushing. And since there's no Eli Mitchell, I wouldn't be surprised if Trey Lance gets in the end zone on the ground. So I would definitely start Trey Lance this week. At running back, Aaron Jones. The Packers looked really bad overall in week one again. Remember last year, the Saints, they got dominated in week one, and then Aaron Rodgers went on to win the MVP. This year, they got dominated by the Vikings. Now, I actually think the Vikings are going to be really good, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Vikings win the division. But simply put, the Bears stink, and Aaron Rodgers literally owns the Bears. He said that last year in the game when he scored the touchdown. He said, I own you. Now, this is the Sunday night football game this week. I think Rodgers will absolutely destroy, and I would start Aaron Jones with confidence. I see 110 total yards and two touchdowns coming this week against the Bears. Antonio Gibson. Gibson had a great week one. He had uh, 14 rushes for 58 yards and seven catches for 72 yards. He really did everything for the Commanders, and the Commanders kind of did whatever they wanted against Jacksonville's defense. And now he gets the Lions' defense who the Eagles destroyed my Lions on the ground. They had four rushing touchdowns this past week. So I think Gibson is a top 12 running back for me. I would start him over like Miles Sanders, Damian Pierce, David Montgomery, and Travis Etienne. I think he is a, uh, a definite start for sure. And if you've got some injuries, start Gibson with confidence. And at wide receiver, DJ Moore. I'll go back to DJ Moore again. I dropped a lot of DJ Moore in best ball, and I expect him to turn it around. He was, he he had three catches for 43 yards. There's not a whole lot that I can say about that, but he did get six targets. Now, six targets doesn't seem like a lot for a top wide receiver, but he the Panthers only played 50 offensive snaps. So DJ Moore had more than 10% of targets based on snaps, not even passes. So I expect Baker to throw a lot more, the Panthers to run more plays, and I'm not worried about DJ Moore. Terry McLaurin is a guy that I'm uh, pretty high on, uh, especially this week. So scary Terry, as he's known. Again, he only had four targets in week one, but he did score a touchdown. His yards per target in week one, though, was 14.5. That's really high and the highest of his career. Now, part of that is because Carson Wentz is actually pretty good at throwing the ball down the field. He may may not be good at making decisions all the time, but in week one, he looked pretty good. And now they get the Lions defense. Lions defense is awful against number one wide receivers. I mean, awful. Look at the past, like, three years. They're so bad against the team's number one wide receiver. And they play a lot of man defense. Man defense against Scary Terry and Carson Wentz throwing it deep is scary for the Lions. Start Terry and expect 80 to 120 yards. All right, and now we'll move on to DFS cash plays for the week. Cash is my personal uh, way to play daily fantasy sports. I'll play in a couple big tournaments, um, but generally I will play in cash games. So my focus on cash games is the three V's, Vegas, volume, and value. So starting with Vegas, that's the lines, right? So last week we discussed the games with the highest expected points totals. So those are both teams together, the total points for the game. 
And most of those have stayed the same, to be honest with you. But now I want to look at the team totals for all the games. This helps us see which teams inside those games are expected to score the most. Now, most of the time, if a game has high team to, uh, high game total, the team totals will also be high, but not always. And then also you can see some, some teams from kind of the middle of the road game totals that will really pop here, and you'll see that here in a second. So when I look at team totals for week two, the Bills have the highest team total at 28.75. So just like I said before, the the Bills play the, play the Titans on Monday night, and the over-under in that game is only 47.5. So it's not, I think it's like number six on the highest team uh, game total. But the Bills are the highest team total because they're expected to win by, you know, X amount of points. So after the Bills, it's the Raiders, the Rams, and the Broncos. Now we'll focus on the Raiders, Rams, and Broncos because they're on the DFS main slate which is the 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock games on Sunday. Now we'll look at the volume that the wide receiver, running back, and quarterback on those teams gets. Because again, we started with Vegas, and now we're on volume. So we're trying to focus ourselves here. So the guys that stick out to me in terms of volume, now quarterback is a little bit difficult sometimes with volume to go at because obviously they have the ball in their hands on every play. Volume with quarterback is either volume for the number of passes that they throw or volume because they can get some uh, yards with their legs. But we'll focus on the other positions right now. So the guys that stick out in terms of volume are number one, Devontae Adams. So Devontae Adams is still that guy. And by that guy, could be the best receiver in football still. He had 17 targets in week one. I mean, that is absolutely insane. Still dominant number one wide receiver. 17 targets is absolute volume. Then you got Darrell Henderson running back for the Rams. So he started. No one really knew it was going to happen with Cam Akers and Henderson. Henderson started, played most of the game. He had 18 touches in week one. Now he plays an Atlanta defense that is not very good. Cooper Cup. Again, everyone knows Cooper Cup. 15 targets and 128 yards and a touchdown in week one. And that's actually against a good Bills defense. Now they have the third highest team total and him and Henderson on the same team, the Rams, play Atlanta. Again, a defense that can easily be beat. And then lastly, Javante Williams of the Denver Broncos. And they've got the Houston Texans this week. But Javante had 18 touches in week one on Monday Night Football, and 11 of those are receptions. Now, some of it was just, you know, Russ dumping the ball off on those last two possessions. But still, when you look at that volume, you just, you, you can't, you know, you can't help but, uh, but focus on that. So we've got Vegas, we've got volume, and now we're going to go on to value. So value in fantasy football is, in daily fantasy football, everybody has a price, and it's the relative of that price to their expected you know fantasy output for example cooper cup best wide receiver likely in fantasy one of the two best three best wide receivers in fantasy he's ninety nine hundred dollars on dk that is a lot so your salary is limited on DraftKings, so on on all daily fantasy sites so there's really not any value with cooper cup but also you know that you're going to get the production it's unquestioned 
Now then you've got Devontae Adams at 8,600. Now, as I said in week one, Devontae Adams got 17 targets. Cooper Cup got 15 targets. And Cup had a, a few more catches, so uh, he scored a few more points. But Adams is $1,300 less, and he is in a he is in a game that has a higher total, and his team has a slightly higher team total. Adams will be a very popular DFS play this week, and I will definitely have him in a fair amount of lineups. And then Darrell Henderson, he's a great value at fifty seven hundred. So that's pretty. Uh, that's that's that. He's probably a five hundred to seven hundred dollars less than I would expect him to be based on what happened in Week One. Again, they play Atlanta. Atlanta's not very good against anything really. And then Javante Williams is sixty five hundred, which is probably about where he should be. Now the pricing for DraftKings comes out before the Monday night football games are played. So sometimes you can get some intrinsic value by those Monday night football guys where they're just guessing where they should be. My guess is if DraftKings had the ability, they would probably make Javante about 7,000 or 6,900. And then lastly today, just a couple other quick value plays for week two from uh, DraftKings specifically and DFS this week as, uh, as I've been kind of tinkering uh, with some lineups and using some optimizers. And a couple of them, number one, is DJ Shark for from our Detroit Lions here. He's 5,100. He had, I think, seven or eight targets in week one and scored a touchdown in a pretty high-scoring game. And this Washington-Detroit game has a high total now. Uh, actually, I think the Lions have the eighth-highest team total, which is kind of crazy and Washington has the 15th highest so the Lions are favored by two but this could be a back and forth game this game has a 48 team, uh, game total and uh, neither team's defense is probably any good so DJ Shark is I think a in a pretty good spot a lot of people like Amon Ra not the biggest Amon Ra fan myself in terms of fantasy he's pretty good in real football um, and so I think DJ Shark as a good opportunity Jawan Johnson People probably don't know who he is. He is a converted wide receiver that the Saints play at tight end. And the Saints play the Bucks. And the reason I bring that up is, you know, the Saints don't have the highest team total here. So their team total is only 20.5 with that game being a 44 over under. And that's it's pretty low, to be honest. A little bit in the middle, but a little bit low. And... But there's a there's a chance that that game does shoot out a little bit, if if both defenses are just really struggling or the quarterbacks are just on fire. And Juwan Johnson had two catches in Week One. Again, he's the stone min twenty five hundred at tight end on DraftKings. So, you know, if you get somebody like Juwan Johnson, that allows you to get you know to pay up for a guy like Cooper Cup or Adams or you know uh, at running back, you know Saquon Barkley or Joe Mixon or whoever. And then lastly, Christian Kirk, 5,700. So Christian Kirk for the Jags had a really good week one. And uh, he got, I think, 12 targets in week one. I would expect him to get a ton of targets again this week. So the Jags are playing the Colts, likely be in a, uh, a negative game script, which means they'll be behind and they'll be throwing the ball a lot. Trevor Lawrence really likes slot wide receivers. Christian Kirk is a really good slot wide receiver. I see Christian Kirk as a great value at 5,700. And then lastly, just 
you know, DFS overall, it's a, it's a game of strategy. Uh, you got to put these three V's together for a quality lineup. In a typical cash game, you only have to beat about 45% of the field to make money. So I typically play in double ups. So a double up is, let's just say I play in a $10 double up. So that means that half the field makes money and half the field doesn't make money. Now, it's not exactly half because, of course, DraftKings or whatever site you're playing on has to make their percentage of it as well. So it's not exactly that way, but it's pretty close. So, for example, this past week I cashed. So I doubled my money in 22 of my 29 lineups this past week. And that includes Monday Night Football. And on Monday, or I'm sorry, on this Thursday, this last Thursday, uh, football, the Chiefs. <clears throat> and this last week, I actually missed two cashing on two of them, which could have been, which would have made me 24 out of 29. I missed it by 0. 0.02 points. That's right, 0. 0.02. That's literally one yard from any player on my team that another team above me didn't have. Any player, 0. 0.02. So a little frustrating, but I'm sure I'll make up for it by you know beating everyone else by 0. 0.02 points one, one time. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Really excited for week two. Uh, super excited for my season long. I am three and oh in uh season long right now and had a really good week as i said in daily fantasy so looking forward to this week again please send any questions that you guys have whether it's uh dfs related season long related um whatever it is um, to me at the email that will be in the episode description and as always appreciate it guys and i will see you guys next time take care